Hey everybody, this is Markella. Uh, I wanted to bring some things up before getting on with our first The Super Hot Bad Guy podcast episode. I wanted to thank my husband, Alan Dykfus. Uh He, oh, I just got a text from him. He created our logo and he also created all, basically all of the graphics you see. He took all the photos any graphics that you'll see from now on are from him so thanks honey Ugh, gross anyway um yeah alan's our fourth marks brother he's behind the scenes he's like our uh, producer um so let me open up my browser here so this is coming to you a couple of days before valentine's day february 14th and i have a little surprise Today we're focusing on Freddy Krueger and Gus, who's hosting a huge, I guess it's a horror movie marathon um, on the El Rey Network. Uh, th that's Robert Rodriguez's channel. Um, it is Robert England. And to be honest, I mean, the only thing I've, I've seen is it says, it says Freddy Krueger will host Valentine's Day Horror Marathon on El Rey. But then down below it says it's Robert England, so maybe it's not him as Freddy. But wow, I mean, if that's what they mean by that, fantastic. So it's starting on Saturday, February 13th, and then goes on until the next day on the actual holiday. And they are playing like a couple of A Nightmare on Elm Street films. And then they're also playing episodes from the TV series. So very romantic. Just stuff your Valentine's Day just full of Freddy Krueger. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to put a little warning up for this episode. I don't think that all of our episodes will be like this one in this way, but this episode will be kind of a not, a not safe for work episode. Uh, so if you have headphones, please use them uh, if you need to. <laughs> uh, our next episode uh, will come out a month from now. Right now we're a monthly podcast, so... One episode a month until we get better at doing what we are doing. Um, but our next month's episode uh, will focus on Asami Yamazaki from 1999's Audition. And I'm telling you that now uh, so to give you guys a chance to send in any stories you have. If Asami is totally your, th your thing, then send us your stuff uh, to Super Hot. Oh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> Send us your stuff to hotbadpod at gmail.com and we'll read what you have to say uh, in the episode. What else? Well, nope, I guess that's it. Okay, well, love you guys. <laughs> no. Welcome to the Super Hot Bad Guy Podcast, the place where we discuss the hot villains of any gender from any genre. That includes crime, drama, action, adventure, romance, and good old horror. We're your hosts, Natasha, Eric, and Markella. Okay, so how are you guys today? Good. Pretty good? Cool. Yeah. Doing fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Um, Eric, what have you been doing lately? Lately, just uh, sword class and working and... Uh... Sword, sword class? class? That is dope. Good, good jinx, guys. <laughs> 
Do you want to elaborate? I could a little bit. I mean, here in Seattle, there's a lot of geeks who like to fight with swords, and I'm just one of them. You know what? Actually, I was invited to a sword class. Maybe it was, it was probably from me. You? There, okay. We are. We, we're doing a women's long sword class because uh, a lot of women are interested in it, and the women who fight with us now are really good and want to fight with more women too. Okay. And they feel very, you know, they really that. enjoy it, and they want to share what that they would be enjoy so with uh, cool. more friends. Sounds expensive. <laughs> it's actually it's actually quite cheap. We actually, okay. I um, like that that's like your opinion on the matter. Well, um I almost went to LA Friday night. Oh. We're recording this on a Sunday, so I was supposed to be back this morning. Yeah. It was for Kumail Nanjiani's X-Files Files mm. all day best X-Files episodes ever marathon. Or what? His favorite. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's going to have like special guests. We didn't go. <laughs> Natasha, I, how are you? <laughs> I bet David Duchovny showed up. Oh, Gosh. Oh, Both of those things sound... I don't know if you... I'm. It's probably good you didn't go. I don't know if you could handle David Duchovny and Kamel Minaj in the same room. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I think you'd Kumail kind of explode. Jesus. <laughs> I thought it was Nanaj. Kamel Nanjiani. Actually, Nanjiani. when Alan and I were yeah, listening... Uh, uh, we called him Kumal, I think. Oh, well. <laughs> Natasha, how are you? I gosh, am gosh. good. I, gosh, went to a birthday party yesterday, so not as climactic as a sword fighting or birthday X-Files. Did you go yeah. out or in? Yeah, we in. went. <laughs> so I'm an old lady, so we went bowling. Um, <laughs> I go bowling quite a bit. <laughs> In your bowling then, phase. Yeah, we go bowling and then do karaoke. So went bowling and yeah, and then we were like done by 11. I have to work on Saturdays though, so I was pretty because much done. Because of the way the story went, I imagine you meant 11 like a.m. like in the morning. Oh, no, 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 no. Like you just we... had like a, like a nice breakfast and then went out bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got there at 9 and then we were pretty much done by 11. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this is our first podcast. Yeah. Hello, everyone on the internet, I guess. <laughs> Hello, everyone on your phone. Yeah. Whoever finds this. Whoever yeah. finds this, we're going to just leave this by the door on uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> um, the SoundCloud door. So um, we are covering Fred Krueger. From the A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yay. And um, kind of a big deal, kind of a big hefty load we're taking on for our first episode. Yeah. A real bastard. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since the bad guy, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. The the villain podcast. I mean, sometimes we'll do villains that turn out to be sweethearts in the end. Freddy Krueger's kind of both, I guess, depending on what movie you watch. He'll be really goofy and silly. He will kill people. But he does remain irredeemable, you know? Yeah. I, it just depends on the movie. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's just like he kills someone and it's, like, hilarious. Like, that's what you're waiting for. But on a, I was prompted to watch the remake the other night. And I did. I watched it last night. And I... I liked it when it came out. I was younger, obviously. I yeah. think it came out in 2010. So um, I actually felt kind of sick watching it. 
<laughs> I don't know because it's about like kids. Like, yeah. they, have you seen it? No, I have not seen the remake. The remake really focuses on Freddie being a child molester, which is something that they. It was more of like they kind of like hit it. Yeah, definitely. In the first film, he was, was definitely outlined as like a yeah. Kid killer, I mean, right? yeah, he, he was, was outlined, and I I almost it was mentioned, say, but you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I almost want to say it wasn't exactly canon that he was, but that was the general idea behind it, and Wes Craven chose not to do it in that first film but it kind of like it was like that was the story basically yeah but in this remake it was like hardcore like he was in the kids and maybe i'm at that age i'm, I'm 29 i'm almost 30 this summer Ooh. um but i guess i'm uh, i'm at that age where i'm just like not the kids <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it um so let's describe for the listeners what Freddy actually looks like. Go for it. Well, Freddy Krueger, I mean, yeah. classic is horror he hot? look. <laughs> uh, at his base, is he hot? I mean, he's got a burned face. He's got a claw that he made himself. So, I mean, he's creative. He's a DIY villain. Yes. But he's got, yes. he's really, really behind the times on fashion, though. Terrible sweaters, I would just so. very yeah. disheveled. And he is a character who, you know, part of his thing is representing neglect. So, you know, he, he gets these kids who their parents aren't watching them, but he's also clearly neglected his own wardrobe. He's <laughs> he's a dirty, dirty bastard. Yeah. This, the first movie came out in 1984, but in the film, he's supposed to be from maybe like 10 years ago is when he had passed on. So... So he was... Like fashionable for so the seventies. Supposed to be like seventy. Yeah, it was a yeah. baggy sweater and like yeah. baggy pants and a hat. Yeah, visually, depending on the movie, he can be kind of gross. Yeah, he um, kind of looks like he like. You can almost smell him yeah. from the way he looks. No, yeah, like parts of his face. Is yeah, like, if like you got up in there, it would be not so great. You know, if you see a nice dressed person, you're like, you probably smell amazing. <laughs> but like, if you look at him, you're probably like, you probably smell like mildew. I think there's going to be a lot of villains we talk about that they probably would smell super nice. Yeah, Freddy Krueger's not, not that guy. So that is not the sexual appeal of Freddy Krueger. I will say, I will say, uh, I have a crush on Freddy. That's why we're doing this first. Yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite. Just gotta get it out of the way. Um, but I would say, honestly, the most physically attractive I've seen him is in the fourth installment, which is the Dream Master, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4. He is so fine. <laughs> now, did Robert England get like ripped for that movie, or what happened here? He takes here? his yeah. shirt off, but it's all like prosthetics because it's like oh, gnarled, he's like... showing them like the souls yeah. on the body, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh no, maybe that was the third one or both. He, you get a little, get a little half naked action. Well, this is Freddy Krueger <laughs> canon. It's like his body's yeah. covered in like, like the his, faces of dead his souls. Face, though, there's something about the the makeup from the fourth film and the lighting that they chose, especially in the end. There's a lot of like red lighting and like kind of dark shadowy lighting, and his eyes are a little bit more like slits. He looks more. He smiles more. And he has this really great attitude. And, um, just loves killing. <laughs> Whistle while really you work. <laughs> About the whole thing. The whole yeah. He's, he's getting into it a little bit more. And this is part of that development of that character where some people, you know, think he kind of went downhill, went a little too one-liner comedy icon. And that is part of what happened to Freddy Krueger. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what you're saying? Uh, yeah, that was the first one that Wes Craven didn't direct. Um, no. 
Because I think Did he, he stopped. He stopped at Dream Warriors, the third one. Okay. And then so the fourth was where they picked up after Wes Craven was like, I'm done for a bit. Wanted to go do some other things. Yeah. So things get hilarious. A little, yeah. a little hilarious. I feel like the third one was the only one that balanced that out because it was to an extent serious. But that's when they started adding like, "Welcome to prime time." Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to prime time, bitch. Right? Like that's that's one of those kills that's like. I actually really loved his one-liners. I think that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> would make him attractive to me like but you're you right just though say? <laughs> he's so like before you die you laugh a little bit and you're like you know yeah, i guess maybe you're not that bad of a guy he's, he's intelligent <laughs> but not in like a sophisticated way no he's just like he uses some of his smarts he's not like a very physical like powerful strong bad guy yeah so. well yeah he kills kids so he can't be that powerful like he goes after easy teenagers yeah he's, he's killed parents though he's killed adults for sure because he was killed by parents yeah and freddy's yeah, revenge yeah. is was. when he starts possessing people to kill so oh yeah branch out in his killings you know? yeah yeah but it's true the the freddy 3 you know the welcome to primetime bitch tv kill if you haven't watched these movies by the way <laughs> you can either catch up or you can look up you know the ranking of the top of all the freddy kills i think there's like 24 and you know get caught up in that way because freddy really shows up for the kills the rest of the movies are kind of like That's paranoia true. about falling asleep which is yeah. another fear that they, they play upon for sure oh yeah i think you're right where dream warriors kind of that's where the line started to get drawn because there's like the heroin addict overdose kill where like all of her uh, oh, her, her welt marks turn into hungry mouths for heroin like that's like psychologically super fucked up but still has a great one-liner <laughs> so it's like one of those where it's right before they just went like all ridiculous with um <laughs> you know dream master has like the video game kill and yeah, i believe the comic book kill is dream master unless i'm mistaken yes i should keep this can oh wait the comic book the, the com- that is from the fifth almost. that's from fifth so you see how things get super Dream ridiculous Child. after three. Oh, Dream yeah Child. i i feel like again physically visually he's the most unattractive in um freddy's dead which is the sixth film and um but it's also because he honestly acts like a cartoon and it's not and his jokes are not funny yeah oh so you're turned off by the whole thing in the sixth film it's like you're not even scary yeah you're not even yeah. funny you used to make cool. me laugh freddy yeah but i do love his story because he has his daughter spoiler um honestly for anyone who hasn't seen all of these films i guess we were going to be a little bit more spoilery but you know you don't have to watch the sixth. <laughs> exactly. It's that's why doing Freddy Krueger first is so great. It's like we're gonna just go through these spoilers, and if yeah. you're really morbidly curious about any of these kills we're talking about, go look it up. But it's not. It's a take it or leave it after the first movie. Very take it or leave it. And even if we talk, we'll talk probably about the first because it's kind of the real. The real good stuff is in the first. Yeah. Did you find anything interesting online when you were researching this kind of stuff? Tons. I mean, what I was looking at more was you know because he shows up with a kills that's kind of like that's kind of the porn scenes in a horror movie where you have like the build-up and then the kill that's like what you're waiting for yeah like you know that's where the character does their thing Mm -hmm. so if there's any kind of fetishism it takes place in that build-up where the person falls asleep and that's where freddy exploits their fear or their their insecurity yeah and so i I mean i found a ton of of stuff psychologically it would be like that no matter how he's going about it but i know that sometimes he does do it in a sexual way or he's just Yeah. whether he's like actively like trying to kill someone or not he'll be like kind of like sexy about it yeah which i kind of want to know there, there's like a 
three-hour documentary called Never Sleep Again, I believe. I hope it's still on Netflix. And they never really, I just want like someday, I just want someone to talk about like why they might made the choices they made when creating his character. Because it's not like, first of all, I understand that sexy villains is a thing, which is why we're doing this podcast. Mm. Um, you don't say it. But in the case, <laughs> but in the case of Freddy, it's like they didn't go out of their way to make him look not at all so great in every aspect. Like he's yeah. a child molester. He was burned. Yeah, I think he's kind of. He has <laughs> knives as hands, so you never want to be touched by. Like it's and just he uses, he uses his glove in a very sexual way. Usually, yeah, it depends. But yeah, so what I noticed, I kind of from memory, I kind of went through and I was thinking about the ways that he was killing people, and there's like a group of people that he kind of hit on uh, a little Kids? bit. Kids? They're teenagers. I mean, yeah. they're under 18 in yeah. the films. Oh, I see. You see, he hit on kids, but he victimized teenagers. Yeah, I see. <laughs> well, so, so if we go chronologically, and I'm probably not remembering everything, I know that Fred was kind of into Nancy, who is the heroine from the first film. Mm -hmm. Shows up again in the third, and then technically a new nightmare. It's the actress who plays Nancy, and Freddy's still up on that. Yeah. So he did like Nancy in the second one. That's when he's trying to get inside of Jesse's body, and that's a very, like, sexual film. Just... The second oh, movie wow. has a lot of homosexual undertones, but, like, <laughs> yes. I think the possession part of that film is interesting, too, because I think, well, like, maybe Exorcist 2 came out, and they were like, <laughs> possession's pretty scary. People are totally into that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so there was a little less of Freddy, Freddy killing versus Freddy taking, like, they started to play with this idea of Freddy can take over people's bodies in that film. Yeah. yeah, which I know that a lot of people take issue with that. I don't mind it as much as other people do, like bringing yeah. Freddy into the real world and all that. Because that was their plan in the care. first movie, so since they did yeah. it in the first movie, it became a theme of how they try to kill Freddy, is bring him into the yeah. real world yeah. where they can kill him. And it's like, it well, totally never works. Except but yeah. when he's trying to do that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I guess that doesn't make sense now that I say it out loud. But... But horror movies not making sense is part of horror movies. movies so yeah. is, and it, horror movie sequels. Oh, especially the sequels. Um, so yeah, in that in that first sequel, there's I mean they go to a, they go to a gay bar. There's a lot of like sports like gay sports stuff going on, and then the entire <laughs> theme of the movie is Freddie keeps running up to this kid Jesse, and he's like, "Hey, I want inside you." That's basically what he's saying. I mean, that's that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's the one with the coach getting whipped, right? There's yes. like a lot, <laughs> a lot of homoerotic. Like, like if you don't get it by the time the coach is getting whipped with towels, like. You just, you're not you're gonna, not gonna get I'm it. sorry, yeah. you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna understand what's happening. You gotta read happening. some books. <laughs> um, and then in the third and fourth film, what is that child's name? It's not a Joseph? Child. No, is it Joey? It's a, it's Joey, a... The, the kid that won't speak. So Because the... they first see him in a dream. Oh, 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 you mean the guy who doesn't know his power yet? He wears who... like a jean jacket in the third one? Yep. Okay, so there's a, a teen named Joey in the third film, Freddy uh, turns himself into a hot sexy nurse that joey has a crush on ties joey to the bed takes his blouse and bra off kisses him and then tries to kill him and he survives then in the fourth film he turns into freddie turns himself into a sexy mermaid or just like a sexy a model in a waterbed yeah. inside of joey's water this kill is known as the water bedding and he's like <laughs> come here and then he he well he 
he goes inside the waterbed. And then in that same film, Fred kind of goes after, I can't remember her name, Sheila. And he's like, she's kind of like the nerdy girl with like the books and the glasses. And he's like, hey, you want to make out? And they make out and that's how he kills her by kissing her. And that's because she gets pulled into someone else's dream. And so one of the parts of the series is that the people learn that they have dream powers that they try to use to kill Freddy. But what they really end up doing is killing more of their friends Friends. because they keep pulling their friends into (laughs) dreams. Every time a friend gets pulled into a dream in this series, they get whacked. Because they're like, oh, what's up? And then Freddy kills them. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the point of the third one. Like, hey, we all get together, we can do this. Which is a cool idea. God, I love this series. Um, But if you're an addict, you'll die before you can ever be of use to society. That's the message right there in the third one. I I skipped over someone. In the third film, Freddy is in, uh, oh God, what's her name? The main girl's nightmare, uh, Patricia Arquette's nightmare, where he is dating her mom. Uh, They're on a sexy date, and he's asking for bourbon in a suit. Um, and then he also goes after That's Alice. my move, Freddy. <laughs> Alice, he has a baby with Alice. He goes after Lori via Freddy versus Jason. And that's, mm, I don't remember when that movie came out, but it was a little, it was a little bit newer. So what you're asking yeah. yourself is like, am I Freddy's type? Of course. What's Freddy's type? Um, well, he likes them old. He likes boys and girls. He mm-hmm. likes blondes. He likes them yeah. old. You know, for a child Alice molester, a, I don't know if he likes them. Yeah. Um, Lori. I think He's he likes them bit... old to get what he wants. But See, I can't. I don't know if he was after any more elderly people. Kristen's mom is a very beautiful, like, mom with, like, a fur coat. And then there was the football coach. He's not so great looking. I don't think Freddie cares. I think everybody is a sick. Yeah. Freddie just likes killing. Yeah. He just likes to kill. Indiscriminate. Natasha, did you come across anything? Um, I don't know. I came across a lot of, like, crazy shit, because everybody writes about... Ooh, like what? (laughs) (laughs) Details. I think you guys kind of, like, covered a lot of it, but, like, just the connection between uh, different characters, and, like, even now, like, he kind of went after everybody. Like... You know, the first one, you're kind of stuck on, okay, so he just goes after kids or pretty much not even just kids, but just like that borderline, like, like, well, they are 16. Mm -hmm. So they're like, not necessarily young, but they're not necessarily old type of thing. But then it just starts moving forward. And you're like, well, he will go after anybody just for like, whatever the main goal is, like, he will pretty much just like, all right, I need to be this character I'm, I'm trying to think of is there any point in time where he just bypasses someone or does he just like whoever's if he's around anybody does he just like go and like try and kill them that's kind of how it is right i he kind of a has little, a different mo each yeah. time because at true, first but... in the first three films he's trying to kill the original children yeah. of the parents of well, the children of the parents who killed him. Yeah. It's the yeah. Springfield or the Springwood kids that he's trying to get rid of. He kills the last I one I, in I three? I have not seen all the Simpsons episodes ever, but I'm pretty sure there's a Springwood, Springfield. I bet. Simpsons yeah. Kruger episode. I mean, obviously. How could you yeah. not? How could you not? Yeah. I'm 
just assuming. <laughs> and it's probably hilarious because Freddy is already like hilarious at that point. Yeah. Um, I feel like from The Simpsons, they probably touched on it. It's just been so long and they have so many. I know. I do know that he was in an intro for The Simpsons. Like they all run to the couch and it's like Freddy and Jason yeah. and Michael. But yeah, that's his MO earlier yeah. on. But then he's also like kind of killing I think like every anybody movie he has a reveal. goal. Because it's like you can't make that many movies with it being the same premise. But it's also like, like he kills... Uh, both in the remake and the first movie, he kills somebody in prison because they got blamed for the death and they're about to like reveal how it actually happened. Even though they're not gonna, even though no one would believe them, they get killed. Do you think that's why he does it? Well, only because he kills them in prison and like doesn't let them make a maniac of themselves by trying to tell people what happened. In a way, they are like the closest to like police. Well, and, oh, actually that's kind of true, right? Because... If he says Fred Krueger and the police are like, hey, that's the guy that was burned all those years ago. But the police can't stop dreams. So it almost plays on another thing, which is that, you know, a lot of Fred Krueger is about you're not safe when you think you're safe. Like being asleep, you want to be safe. You don't want anything to you don't want anybody to do anything to you. When you're in jail behind bars, like with all this security, you think you're safe. And in both movies where someone's in jail, I oh, they get whacked. I think that that's what makes it more scary. Oh, yeah. It's like it's playing on that. You're by yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's police all around, but they can't protect you. Yeah. And this is really that's the cool. best kind of scare that Freddy gets, regardless of which kill he's doing, is that you're paranoid he's going to get you when you think you're safe. When, you, yeah. when you're sleeping or when you're watching TV. That's kind of but his... But isn't that the rub? Like, isn't that how he kind of gets into your that's head? That's how you get you. Because he you. makes you paranoid and then it just, like, manifests. And that's what they deal with. What you asked just now was, did he ever leave anybody alone? The only people he leaves alone are, towards the end of a couple of movies, people have realized their dream power and that they can, like, block him out. Mm-hmm. And there's even movies where people are like, don't start talking about him or you're just going to dream about him and he's going to kill you. Like, just don't bring that shit up. And of course it happens in the earlier parts, but at the end of those movies, they'll see him in a fountain, I think. And then they, someone else sees him in another reflective type surface and just ignores it. And the movie ends. I think dream warrior and dream master end where someone kind of sees it, but instead of him getting a final kill, he actually just gets ignored. But that, that. that's the only people He's already victimized those people and attacked them, and then they, like, get superpowers, if you will. Yeah. But he still exists. It's more of, they did that at the end of the movie to say, Freddy's not dead, there's gonna be another movie, but these people, these people will get killed in a later movie. And they, and they sure do. Because the waterbed guy, (laughs) uh, Joey in the waterbed, he survived a movie when he realized his power. And and then he, he totally gets killed in the next movie, because his power is awesome. The third to the fourth one is really depressing, because they all die. That's why Alice, you'll take my power. What does she say? She's like in something the about taking power. Like, oh right, right. Power. In Dream Master, <laughs> one person is getting is all the favorite. powers of people who die. <laughs> the fourth film is my favorite, by the way. I'm not, but I'm they not, got really I'm playful with four. I thought they yeah. got really playful with four, and it was pretty funny. I think it was the best out of the really cartoony ones. Well, four. Yeah. So four has the the weightlifting kill, mm-hmm. right? So that is actually a great kill as it's far as well like uh, instead of just killing somebody in a weird situation, like it's made clear that she is a tough girl who is only afraid of bugs. Then in her <laughs> kill sequence, he kind of breaks her arms while she's working out and turns her into a cockroach. So it's really like blatantly exploited the fear that she has is in her kill. So that's a good, like, 
that's kind of that's like what a fet- a sexy fetish is. Like you yeah. take something that someone's uncomfortable with and like expose them to it during this buildup, yes. and then you know that breaking point is when he squashes the roach motel. Yeah, I just realized. So it's also hilarious. <laughs> um, because like for instance, the bug girl, she's super attractive, at least to me. She has gorgeous brown hair, good um, legs, and so I guess that doesn't mean so much to Freddie because. It's weird when he chooses to be sexual towards people and not to be. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, honestly, that's probably just the writers being like, and then he does this and like not really caring. I don't think there's any thought behind it in all of these films put together. But it is true that when he would be able to take advantage of someone, he doesn't. And then, I don't know, sometimes he just chooses to, like uh, with Sheila. Because there was, that was the weird thing too, when he kills... Sheila by kissing her there was no like build up well but she's not scared of kissing she's asthmatic so he sucks all the air out of her lungs and it looks like an asthma attack like that's kind of the weird thing behind that okay kill like it's it's just really really silly it's such a super silly no but you're right it was like an asthma thing yeah okay and that's kind of like you know the fear of an asthmatic person like Someone who has asthma watching that movie would be like, oh my god, having all the air sucked out of your lungs. I know that fear! And yeah. be uncomfortable and like connect with that. But um, they really went for like as much as a I lot of diversity. Alice, I wish that Sheila had been the one to, to like take all the powers and then like go to like the next film. She was really great. That actress, she does, um, at least in the past, she's done like horror conventions. Be cool to meet her. <laughs> Does every fan like just want to like? Can I kiss you and do the the face sucking thing? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> my... I feel like that the would fans probably are be a huge thing. Yeah. Whoa. They probably um, have dolls for it, just like <laughs> asthmatic doll you can kiss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> replay it for yourself. Suck the life out of Stephanie. So... And of course, they're just like that's hot. <laughs> I'm going to get weird here for a second. Uh, I don't believe all of our podcasts are going to get this graphic and not safe for work. But I accidentally, through Google Images, <laughs> stumbled onto Freddy Krueger porn. Not surprising. Oh, yeah. Um, did any not of a, you No, stumble? but I just assumed yeah. there was. <laughs> yeah. You're such a big fan, I assumed you were going to find it, I mean. Yeah. Well, I did not know about it previously, but I mean, when I saw it, it was like, it did not surprise me. Couldn't unsee it. Um, yeah, so after finding a Google image, I actually went back to Google and I typed in Fred Krueger porn or a Nightmare on Elm Street porn. Get to the bottom of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of just kind of one-off scenes. Like, there's tons and tons and tons. And I'm sure some of the clips were from these actual films. But guess what, guys? There is actual some. There's actually some really great Freddy Krueger, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street spoof porns out there. <laughs> Um, the first one came out right after uh, Nightmare 4, Dream Master, my favorite, the one we've talked about the most. Is it called Dream Masturbator? (laughs) It is called A Nightmare on Porn Street. Oh. And it doesn't have the best plot. It is, um, doesn't (laughs) add description. By the way, I did not watch No plot? (laughs) There's a plot, but just going off of what I read, it is a deceased college janitor who haunts the sexual fantasies of co-eds. So it's um, all females. They have nightmares. He's in them. 
Um, I am not sure if it was a consensual porn film or not. For some reason, I'm under the impression that it's kind of like a blurred line of that. So what year was that? It was it was in the 80s. It was definitely in the 80s if it was mm-hmm. after... If it was Nightmare 4, yeah. it was sometime yeah. in the 80s. In 1992, there was a film called A Nightmare on Dyke Street. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Where does Freddie even play into that one? I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rename them all uh, at the end of this because it's, it's so cute. Um, <laughs> so that was 1992. Um, the next film that came out is A Wet Dream on Elm Street, which has some pretty cool cover art. Oh. Um, this one know. is. Oh, is this the. Oh, this one had a really cool. You know what? I actually would like to post. The uh, the cover of this, it's just... If you like this podcast, you would love I mean, A they, Nightmare they on Wet Street. Some, <laughs> for a, a porn film, they did put some effort into this cover. It's a topless woman, so I don't know, we'll throw our logo up over her breasts, I guess. Mm. And she's kind of like, ooh, and she's like laying in bed and her breasts are exposed. And like Freddie's dildo glove is kind of coming out of her... <laughs> Face. I knew there was going to be a dildo glove in at there least one of these. There has to be yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this uh, porn parody film is uh, about a group of women who are upset over defective sex toys. Mm-hmm. And they band together and burn the shop of Freddy Fingers. Oh, God. That's a good point. Who comes back now. to life in their dreams to sleep with them. And that is, I looked to be like a very consensual, like, oh, Freddy, but so like his great. Sex toys are only effective in the dreamscape. I... Yeah, defective. He sells defective sex toys, but he what a himself is a mm-hmm. pretty great guy in the end. All right. Um, the last one to come out that was like an official porn parody was um, A Nightmare on Twink Street. Their tagline is one, two, Freddy's coming in you. And this is um, for the guys. So they had a Nightmare on Dyke Street for the ladies, Nightmare on Twig Street for the for the gentlemen. And um, this this one had the longest description. It was like seven paragraphs long. Oh, so I tried to shorten it (laughs) because I guess I guess this was just like a really big deal. Freddie's husband is captured and tortured by townsfolk. Freddie, who of course has a husband. His husband. Captured and tortured, he rescues him, but gets uh, murdered in the process by the angry townspeople. Townspeople are upset that they're married. Pretty cool. (laughs) There's a very strong uh, civil rights message to the whole film. Yeah. Yes. I think he's hung. Yeah, mm. hey. um, <laughs> I mean, well, I, mean, I would imagine. Uh, I suppose he's supposed to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the male descendants of the townsfolk are are ravaged by Freddy. The sexual nightmares continue to increase violently. So Dean and his friends realize that they must find a way to stop Dean the, the psychopath's reign of terror or never sleep safe again. So this actually sounded pretty interesting. Still not gonna watch it, but apparently in their dreams it gets super violent, which is kind of cool because it seems like a really dude, like a dude thing to do. Yeah. Um, it's well, like it seems most film. accurate. Actually, it's a buddy. It's a buddy they comedy. Actually, yeah. Like somehow like defeat him in the end. So it sounds super epic. I don't know. I think that would be my pick. That <laughs> actually, that actually sounds more accurate to like 
what Freddy is. He's kind of yeah, violent. He's so, like a, like a bad dude. <laughs> well, it's interesting because there are deleted scenes from the actual films that kind of feed into some of the modern fetishes that are getting like really popular. Like, uh, there's one from deleted scenes. There's one from four where there's a girl who gets force fed, and that's a really long yeah. scene oh, that they cut yeah. out. They cut out a bunch of this, like, more, just more force feeding, basically. But like they said it was so disturbing. Yeah, and now there's, like, this feeder fetish that, like, that's gonna be, that's, like, a more popular scene now, I think, than it came out. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's held up versus... You're talking about people that are turned on by being force fed? Is that what you're talking about? Or b- turned on at the concept of force feeding a partner and, like, getting them okay. big. Like, that's actually the... That's oh, actually like, been... The new yeah. feeder fetish yeah. I've been reading about is that's... more women who want to feed some dude and like get him porky and it's yeah. you know yeah that's actually fetish, been like, okay yeah that's been getting some steam then. you know so did you get this curious did you get this information from that never sleep again uh documentary? and so i didn't watch that documentary okay. i seriously just went through these kills with my list oh, cool. of fetishes next to me i'm like <laughs> Check, check, check. And the feeder one I thought was interesting because I hadn't seen that scene in a Freddy movie until I was watching these scenes. But I, you know, had just a month or so ago read about how popular this feeder fetish is getting. It's kind of like getting it really uh, some traction in the BDSM scene along with stuff like tickling and sort of long-term engagements with people. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting that that scene was in a Freddy movie already and they'd already cut it out because it's kind of this, it's an interesting taboo. She, her prosthetics towards the end of that scene, though. Oh, not, yeah, that gets wild. I mean, I guess you really have to be a certain type of person to, like, look at her bloated face and be like, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I if like you can that. look at Freddy's face and be kind of... cake. <laughs> no. Somebody out there is going to love that shit. Exactly. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Oh, wow, what if there's... <gasps> Hey guys, if there is. any of you <laughs> listeners out there are into like the very like weird prosthetic y stuff oh, going on is... in the eighties, like um think of like uh hey, if anybody out there is into the garbage pail kids movie in that way, let me know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like any of that like body horror stuff, any of the like fake plasticky like Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs, let me know. <laughs> I think uh, that's totally a thing too, isn't it? Like, oh, I'm sure. I don't know. Like I in just, a certain, I just made it up, but maybe there's people out there that because there's a like there's another document like the people who dress up like dolls, so they wear all plastic shit mm. over their yes over their cells yes, and so they totally look like like you know it's not real because you're like your face doesn't <laughs> move. <laughs> uh, like a baby doll. Yeah, I bet that's a. Thing. They like started filming about it because oh, it, it was like some Olympic. He was like an Olympic sprinter or something like that. But he was in the Olympics and he's this big black guy. But he wears like this white plastic doll face and blonde hair and this weird gown everywhere he goes. Really? And gloves. Wait, what? Who is he? I don't. Know, it's like an old school. I don't know. He's like some. Uh, they started filming it because that's what he's into. He's like an old Olympic. Sprinter or something like that, but he's like this. You're gonna have to Facebook me a link to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I saw I saw it on Facebook and I was like, that is weird. And I just thought it was like some weird picture hipsters were doing. Because it like at first it was just like this blonde, and you can tell it was all plastic skin. But she's in a pool, and you're like, what the hell? But then you click on it and you're like, oh shit, this is a thing. This is what people are doing right now. So you got me thinking about you're saying the force feeding thing is like like a kink that people have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and earlier we were talking about 
how some of his kills are sexual and some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. But for instance, that's something that I wouldn't have considered sexual until you said that, and I believe you. Because it kind of comes from like Roman uh, orgies and stuff where you're doing... And the vomitorium, where you're binge eating yeah. and vomiting, you know, oh, a lot of there's kind, into, like, there's like a, a food me. sex thing that goes way, Throwing way back. Home. Yeah. In the fourth film, there was a scene that was shortened where Alice's bow turns into a motorcycle while he's uh, riding it. That's a great one too, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess that's kind of sexual because it's people have pain kinks and stuff, and it's. In the scene, there's, like, all of these, like, wires getting, like, shoved into his hands, like, in the back of his hands. And that's one of the... Like, uh, tiny wires and then, like, bigger ones, and they're, like, going, like, all, like, into his torso. That's the first... One of the philias I looked up was mechanophilia, which is a sort of a love for mechanics and vehicles. And I thought it was so beautifully done in that, where he's, like, becoming the vehicle, but really it's just, like, they're merging. And that's sort of... A huge metaphor for sex, like two things joining together. together. It's yeah, a metaphor for sex. And it's, it was really greatly it's done. Something that could possibly turn someone on. Um, and it's very ecstatic. A very yeah. ecstatic scene in That's the film. That's a pretty easy. So what I've learned, I think, what we learned today is that some of Freddie's kills are more sexual than we think. Oh yeah. And some of us knew it all along. Not me. I'm oh, just going to look at everything from that perspective. Like, there's well, someone's the going to get off on this. Well, what's the motorcycle too? Because everybody, like, oh, that's a sexy car. Or you, like, look at a car and you're like, that's boring as fuck. But, like, there's some, like, there's some motorcycles where you're just like, fuck, yeah. There was a Dude, that's awesome. Was a, no, it couldn't have been Saturday Night Live. Somewhere out there, there was, like, a comedy skit about, it was, like, a car, and it was like, now you could fuck your car and it's like a little like they, like a little knob that you turn up and there's a hole and you can uh, sleep with your car oh that's it's for insane. guys only yeah but i think it's because it's the whole like oh guys really love their cars yeah because yeah. like you because they talk about it like it's a, a human like yeah. look at her so a couple of other things i noticed uh while i was doing my little research online was uh, first of all I did not come across as much stuff as I thought I would. There's a lot of things that I remember from my childhood, like uh, looking up a nightmare on Elm Street, that I remember online that does not exist anymore, or if it does, it's just buried and there's no way for me to find it. But um, I do recall a lot of like Freddy Krueger fan fiction, and I looked... And I couldn't find anything. Like, I, I looked hard, so... Couldn't find your favorites? It's gone. I had no favorites. I just knew that it was out there. I know I knew that it existed, and it does not anymore, as far as I can see. I also noticed... I tried to gauge, like, who online that was talking about Freddy Krueger being, like, super sexy. Like, what their age group was. And it was mostly, like, 17 to 24-year-olds. Which is Which strange. Makes sense. Oh, okay. well, it does make sense because I think that's the age when you're like, they're hot, they're hot. Everyone yeah, your hormones is... are kind of insane, so exactly. you can find anything sexy. Yet. And that's actually, and that's also a lot of people online right now. I think yeah. doing the most stuff. But I was honestly expecting to find people like in their thirties at least, even late thirties, because these movies came out in the eighties. Yeah. 
But I, I suppose it's a testament to people. Saying. Like as they grow older, they actually get in touch with what turns them on more. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this thing in the Freddy Krueger movie turned me on. But this is actually this is actually what turns me on is just kind of what yeah. they're playing around with. I guess that's more. So adult. you kind of upgrade from the Freddy Krueger presentation yeah. of okay, the fetish. Okay, I guess it's more adult not to be like, oh my god, Freddy Krueger. I'm yeah. 42. Which and if you're like that. That's fine, because that's what I was expecting. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't come across a lot of that. I also think it's super cool that random teenagers in 2016 now are thinking some, like, old dude from the 80s is attractive. attractive, yeah. It makes me happy. I'm going to be an old <laughs> dude from the 80s someday. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. They're going to be like, dude, what's going to happen? I'm sorry, but what is going to happen to our Facebooks when we're old? Like, are is it going to become, like, an archive thing and Facebook will be no more and then random people are gonna go to our facebooks and be like natasha who was she look at her photos she has silver hair. I feel like that's exactly <laughs> what people are going to do. Who knows? Like, I think that's exactly... And then i hoping I'm alive while this happens, but just like the movies that are just going to focus yeah. on like how social media, if it went extinct, and just left. Okay, completely it- off track. <laughs> no, for me, I- I'm going to elaborate on what you're saying. When I was a teenager, I would wear those, like, parachute pants, like, the, it'd go by inches. The hammer yeah. pants or the UFO the, rave pants? The rave pants. Rave pants. Okay. Yeah. okay. From Hot Topics UFOs, yep. Mm-hmm. When Hot Topics still sold clothing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't there? anymore. You think that they do, but they don't. Uh, you weren't alive in 2000, 1999. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought way back when that I was going to dress that way when I was 70. I mm. thought me and all my friends were just going to dress like that forever and that yeah. was how we were. And when I pictured our version of like elderly people, it would be like we'd just be like wearing rave pants. Yeah. Like, but now we're know? like almost in our 30s and we're dressed nice like older. It's like it all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not wearing Freddy Krueger shitty sweaters. But I we're feel like everyone thought that way right and then you look at people's pictures from like the 80s and they're like don't look at that like that was awful look at my hair that's usually what I get it's like don't judge me off my hair I'm like from 20 years ago like (laughs) (laughs) I got some interviews this time around Yeah, I did some interviews. I did this really embarrassing thing. And thank God I found this amazing group of people who took a chance on me because what I literally did was so we're recording this podcast right now with no website up. We have no SoundCloud cloud we have no um sound food um but we have we have no name out there yet so i just i took my personal tumblr page so that i wouldn't look like a bot or a virus and i (laughs) i couldn't find any people talking about freddy krueger being hot so i went to tumblr i looked at his his tag and any post that seemed vaguely sexual i would then look at all the tags that people like when they reblog they'll yeah. put a tag yeah. in so whoever was like mm, damn freddy or like mm, like make mm, mine mm, freddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> um come over freddy 
anybody like that, super Freddy, I'm ready. I yeah. totally creeped on everybody. I would go to that person's Tumblr, make sure they were actually into him by checking their Freddy Krueger or a Nightmare on Elm Street tag on their <laughs> on their Tumblr blog. And then if they made like more than two posts about them finding him attractive, I would uh, instant message them. And one person got back to me. Her name is Deb Westcott. Hi, Deb. Hi. Thank you so much. <laughs> because everyone else thought I was super creepy. And you and your friends are super wonderful. So I got to interview uh, Dev, her girlfriend, whose URL is Lapperbell on Tumblr, and then her friend Sean. And I got to talk to all of them, and I am actually going to just kind of read through how they describe Freddie because... I think out of the three of us speaking right now, I'm the only one that finds him, like, super hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be um, my little interviews from these, like, super awesome people that are, like, really helping us out. I definitely feel like you should read this, like, complete schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, you started out Do you want right. some gum? Yes. <laughs> Well, okay, okay, first of all, I think I do kind of sound like a valley girl, and I never assume that I do until I hear my voice, so recording this podcast is going to be really weird for me, because I never see myself like that, and I always sound like that when I hear myself, so here we go. I thought so, too, until we played back, and I was like, oh, I don't sound like a valley girl in this one. I don't think that that I do more than you. Maybe that's the contrast. Well, and then when you hear your own voice, you're also deeper than you actually sound. Yeah. Okay. So let's hear these interviews. So here we go. Here is Dev, our podcast savior. Okay. So the retake. We talked earlier about. Retake. I'm not. We talked earlier about who can read stuff out loud. So here's the thing. All right. Right. So right now, this is Dev Westcott's answer to. What is it about Freddy that you know gets you off? All right. (laughs) Freddy. All right. Let's get to high school girl mode. Freddy and <laughs> the Nightmare on no, Elm Street series. Don't do it in a voice. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Let's just... Okay, let's do this. Dev Westcott says, Freddy and the Nightmare on Elm Street series is definitely my favorite overall as far as horror goes. I watched the original on Halloween when I was about 13-ish. Pretty young. young. <laughs> yep, way into horror and just immediately struck with how amazing Freddy was as a character. I mean, just the concept of him is terrifying because everyone has had a nightmare where they can't wake up and trying only seems to make it worse. You introduce more shit to your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. My mother was actually super hesitant to let me watch the series because I used to suffer from frequent night terrors and sleep paralysis. She thought it would make it worse. So I kind of watched it at a friend's house. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We should talk about our nightmares later, but go ahead. (laughs) The weird thing is that I didn't make my it didn't make my sleeping problems worse and that was where things got weird. I loved the concept, it was original and interesting and scary as all hell. But the actual character of Freddy, this wisecracking, sadistic, weirdly seductive monster was like it was something I fixated on. Robert Englund really brought that role to life because Freddy wasn't just unkillable and a creep like Jason or Michael Myers. He has a personality and kind of makes you eager for him to show up again. Mm-hmm. So it sort of had the opposite effect on me that mom and most people would think. And I started actively dreaming about Freddy, not just finding him funny, but actually visually and mentally appealing. 
I would like to say... Parentheses. I have always <laughs> drawn a fine line. I don't condone his actions or attitude at all, of course. Yeah, he's a no brutal shit. murderer. Yeah. In real life, I'd be disgusted as someone who talked and thought like him. And this is great. So, yeah. so Dev, you know, you're hitting on exactly what a fetish is. It's something yeah. that makes you uncomfortable. You would never want it to happen to you. But to have it enacted is the very thing that, you know, gets a rise out of you. And, yeah. Um, you know, you, you want to role play this kind of thing. And it's it's great that Freddy does that for people because it's just, he, he is so creepy. Yeah. yeah. So... Now, this is her girlfriend, Leperbell. Yeah. Leperbell is her URL. Mm-hmm. Should we, like, all go around a circle and read? Because it's three interviews and there's three of us. I could try oh. it again. Because I fucked up the first time. <laughs> Here, you can read her girlfriend. Leperbell? Yes. Oh, so wow. she is very into horror films in general, and she likes speaking about them. According right. to... Okay, go ahead. All right, from Leperbell. Honestly, there's so much about Freddy Krueger that's likable when he shouldn't be. In the first... <laughs> Eno's films, he started out as this horrifying child killer, something to be feared. And over the course of the films, much to Wes Craven's annoyance, he morphed into a kind of wisecracking anti-hero. He was the first one to sort of start that shift in slasher films of the audience cheering for the killer instead of the victims. There's a, a charisma to Freddy Krueger that's incredibly alluring. A kind of predatory sexual sexuality that draws you in that no other slasher villain has, save for maybe Pinhead. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> magnetism was entirely due to Robert England, who is the only, who is the only that could have, <laughs> the only one that could have ever played Freddy with that amount of dedication and enjoyment, which is why I think the reboot largely failed. And I agree with that because I can't see anybody else playing Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Honestly, it took Freddy too seriously when there always needs to be a bit of fun, a little bit of irreverence mixed in. That being said, he teetered on becoming too kitsch? Kitsch. Kitsch? Kitsch? Later. Later. Wait, wait, Freddy Krueger themed quiche. Mm. Uh, All right, go ahead. Bell peppers. <laughs> bacon. Mm. Bacon and bell peppers with the green and red stripes. Just Ooh. cut that with a knife. Ah, uh, yum. That is the perfect. Okay. okay. Anyways. <laughs> that would actually be pretty perfect. And then You're maybe both a little hungry. A little red sauce under, like, right we where the... We have a new segment at the end of each podcast. We're going to incorporate a food. Listen to us yeah. eating lasagna. Right, <laughs> a little red speech. sauce in there, so when you cut into it, just kind of... All right. <laughs> that being said, he teetered on being too kitsch later. Especially with Freddy's Dead, which is honestly the worst film of the franchise. But even then, Craven was able to bring him back in New Nightmare without missing a beat. He reminded us why Freddy is the most celebrated slasher. The burn face, the fedora, the sweater, the knives for fingers. Even if you've never seen any Anno's film, you know who he is. You know his name. I adore Freddy Krueger because he's equal parts frightening, hilarious, and captivating. Do you want me to read the... 
I can read the last one. Let's see. Well, no, it, I think she has like, maybe she sent you another one. It just says, Leperbell, well, this might be slightly unpopular opinion, but my favorite mm-hmm. Anna's film is definitely New Nightmare. The coat, the revamped design, I don't know, something about that Freddy Krueger just does it for me. Ha ha. Yeah. He had a big old like um, turtleneck on in that movie. <laughs> and the fedora is huge and he has a jacket. And they redo the first kill really well in that one. There's three times where they do the first kill, which is someone in bed getting dragged up a wall. Mm-hmm. And the second best, the first is the best. The first is the best. The second best is probably the new nightmare one. Because it's just, there's a kid who's seeing it happen. And it's just fucking terrifying. And the more that yeah, happens... Yeah, the babysitter in the hospital room? Yeah, because in the first movie, you know, you see a cut of Freddy under the sheet, under the blanket. Mm-hmm. And then the blanket gets pulled off and there's no Freddy. And from that point on... It never cuts back to the dream sequence. You just see a woman getting brutalized and getting more and more bloody as she's, like, dragged up a wall. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And that's basically what happens in the new nightmare. A kid sees him start this act, and then you don't cut back to seeing him, except for a little bit when he's finally on the ceiling. You see him a little bit more... But it's still, like, removing him from the act is, man, it's just one of those things. It's terrifying. And that happens in the first movie, too, where the completely helpless boyfriend, like, kind of, like, reaches out. Yeah. And that's, like, part of the horrifying thing is, like, his helplessness is a fear that they play on. The fact that she's asleep and expects nobody to fuck with her, that gets played on. Like, all these great fears get played on in that very first Freddy moment. a very good concept for a villain, hands down. Especially for people who are into just very like fantastical like whimsy just very different kind of visuals a nightmare on elm street is a good film franchise to watch because he can do anything and he's in your dreams yeah so it can be anything anything yeah and that's kind of what people were playing on because no one really examined dreams that deeply i mean i don't feel like it as much as they did into a book. now so cool. yeah in, but that's they in dream master right because dream warrior yeah. Dream, so Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, instead of getting billed as a horror, gets billed as a horror fantasy because you yeah, actually have characters so cool. fighting and yeah. like gaining strength. Like it's not so much just like a one-sided kill fest. It's yeah. sort of this, there are going to be heroes in this movie and it's fantasy. Think, like it's there's fan- a realm. Yeah. Do you think they build it as a fantasy because one of the characters dies as a D&D character? <laughs> I mean, that, that is... That might that be is, part of the As they like, say, he wasn't wizard thing. enough, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a good but point. I do love how, I mean, we've all had some kind of weird nightmare sequence thing. And I think it's just kind of cool that they built this horror character out of mm-hmm. that. Like, you wake up one night and you have a nightmare and you're like, it's what if we played off of this? Yeah. What if we played off of this and made him? I, I understand they had to make him a villain in some sense. So it's like, what's the easiest way to make someone a villain? Oh, he touched children. So like everyone mm-hmm. can agree you can hate that person without feeling bad about yourself. Yeah. So you, and then you just build off of that and you can make this huge franchise off of that. So Lapperbell, what is it? Leper Bell? Leper Bell. Leper. Like a leper. Like a leper. Like, like a leper. Yeah. Leper Bell. But she's a bell. <laughs> uh, said that her favorite Freddy was from New My- New Nightmare. And I need to watch that with like hot Freddy goggles. Because I actually, I guess I never have before. I just really, really love that movie. But I need to rewatch it again because she's super into him in that film. Did 
Did Dev say the same thing? I can't remember. Uh, I'm I really glad you got New these Nightmare interviews. Is cool honestly. because yeah. New Nightmare, like a surprise. Wes Craven kind of, that's the first one he comes back after they three. They took it very seriously. And he took it seriously and he was like, I want him to look more like what I thought. Kind of more like a fleshy burned hand with claws on it and the, the trench coat and the fedora stays, a little bit of sweater, you see. Like it's more yeah. real it's gross. Like, yeah. yeah. And actually I heard that Wes Craven... Um, it's post Matrix, so trench coats. No, it's not. Yeah. No, isn't it? No, it's from the early ni- early mid nineties. Oh, like ninety four. I'm just saying that off the top of my head. I have no. Oh idea. no, you're the right. Matrix I'm thinking of the later. I'm thinking of the remake. Yeah, the Matrix um, stole the trench coats from Freddy. Freddy. It's still very nineties. Yeah. He has a trench coat, but I heard that Wes Craven didn't actually, or he said something like, "Oh, we shouldn't have changed Freddy's look." I mean, honestly, it mm. makes sense because in the movie, Wes Craven bases his character, Freddy Krueger, off of this real deity. And then I believe in New Nightmare, he just kind of makes himself look similar to what Wes Craven visualized him as to appear in, in front of... But it's a spirit in that one. Yeah, or... he's a spirit, but he I think he chooses to make himself look like the Freddy that Wes created for him. But anyway, so I need to rewatch that movie because... She thinks he hot in that. Also, uh, there's a podcast whom I adore called We Hate Movies. And these guys, I think it's like three or four guys, and they covered New Nightmare. And they discussed how attractive, not attractive, how um, how sexual Freddy is, especially at the end of that movie when he has, what is her name? She plays Nancy Thompson, and I absolutely love her. Her name is escaping me right now. But the woman in the film is <laughs> very, it's like very sexual. And I, I'd never paid attention to that before, so I need to rewatch that film. Check out We Hate Movies because they're super great they also did a freddy versus jason podcast where they um they pretty much started out the podcast talking about freddy and jason sleeping with each other and then also (laughs) asking each other if they would rather sleep with freddy or jason and then they took it to facebook and had a poll i voted for freddy oh i told you jason Jason was my... Really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. see, that's the thing, because they were like, hey, if you're into Jason, do you want, like, the big, bulky, like, kind of, like, bear man that'll, like, pick you up? I just feel like Freddy would He's be too gross quiet. to touch. He won't talk as much as Freddy would. Yeah. If there's something <laughs> shy about him, Freddy I'm like... with the one-liners. I feel like, like Jason's, like, so... Sh- he almost has, like, this standoffish no, no, no. demeanor, but you're like... I know you're kind of shy in the streets, but you're probably a huge freak in the sheets. So let's let's do that. Oh my god! But he doesn't seem gross at the same time. Like he what, doesn't have. Jason? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, have he doesn't seem. The inside of his. No, you just know, keep mask? that. You just keep that mask on. Yeah, you keep that mask. Yeah, on. you, you keep that on. I think you that know? I would say Jason is worse under the mask than Freddy is. Because he needs to air that, like, it's all, like, wet and, like, just in He there. just keep. he can air that out at home. I'm just saying, like, in the moment, okay, he can so keep Okay, so now we know on. Natasha prefers Jason Voorhees over Freddy. Yeah. But you were talking down. about supervillain smells earlier. Like, how he good does Jason that. Voorhees, that is an old-ass jumpsuit. That is yeah, some. That that's up. true. Oh, I mean, that is some soiled-ass, blood-covered, I mean. Like, Freddy's dirty, kind of been in the lake. They are both uh, pretty dirty. But that's not dirty. the point. The yeah. point is, he's a big old guy. You can mm-hmm. jump right on top of him. He can mm-hmm. pick you up. Freddy I feel like really maybe he got my height requirements in my head. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tall. I'm tall. You're tall. Very broad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, so Freddie's next, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to Sean. Okay, okay, so he says... Okay, I first saw A Nightmare on Elm Street when I was about nine years old. It was my introduction to the horror genre. The thing that drew me to him was how playful he was despite being horrifying. Dreams always fascinated me as a kid, and to have such a tactical villain, monster, etc., tied with dreams and nightmares really just clicked with me. As the series went on, they made him more outspoken and even kind of goofy, but in the first two films, he was very erotic to me. As a child, I was drawn to anything that made me feel funny, uh, quotation marks. Um, when the Nightmare remake with Jackie, is it Jackie Ear- Earl? Earl? Jack Earl Hyde? Jack- no, Earl? it's like Jack- Jackie, Jackie Earl Hyde. Earl. There's no D at the end. We're not sure how to pronounce his last name. Um, <laughs> when the Nightmare remake came out with Jackie, I was ecstatic. That guy. I yeah. was ecstatic because I love him as an actor. I do too. Um, and they really delved into Freddy's personality. Yes, they did. I watched that film last night for you, Sean. They made him angry and playful and terrifying all over again. I always describe Freddy. Fuzzy. <laughs> oh, no. Let's put down the white wine. No, I can do this. I yeah. Can do this. I always describe Freddy as a tease. Yeah, there we go. He kind of is, though. It's all build up with Freddy. He's yeah, like, it's he, all build up. All, all he does is tease people as yeah. he prepares to murder them. Get them done. Okay, um, well, outside of the remake, my favorite version of Freddy would have to be a tie between the first film's Freddy and the second film's Freddy. The sexual tension in both films always did it for me. His dis- desperation for Jesse's body in the second one was so attractive to me. Both the visceral aspect of ripping out of him into the real world and the erotic overtones of all of it. Plus that towel whipping scene in the shower with the coach. Hot damn. Right? (laughs) But of all of them, he's the most attractive to me in the remake. Jackie used every line to tantalize and tease both male and female character. His Line, we still have six minutes to play. Oh my god. When's the last time you guys saw that movie? Did you ever see it? You like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, his line, we still have six minutes to play, slays me every time. Woof. I'm getting flustered just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, Sean. I agree with the we still have six minutes to play scene. And I agreed that I really liked the remake, but I had only seen it once. I saw it when it came out. I watched it again last night and I just, it bothered me this time. And I actually really loved before he was burned and murdered when it was just Freddy Krueger, like the guy at the preschool. He was like so funny and so enjoyable. He was just very like a re- like a real like regular person. There's no one liners, but when he was for like Freddy Krueger from the Nightmares, I don't know about anybody else's TV, but on on my television set, it was almost like every single line he did was overdubbed and changed in a way so that it was a lot louder on my TV. I don't know. I can see that he was trying to be sexual with a lot of the things he did. But I will agree with you. I didn't like it. I didn't like the movie. But I will agree with you that the We Still Have Six Minutes to Play was super great. And then whatever he did, he did something. I don't don't remember what it was. He did something physical right before that. That made me really happy. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Spoilers. It's the only good scene in the movie for me. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know what he did, but I don't know what he did. I liked it though. <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> um, 
And I know that you will not agree with me on this either, and I don't want to offend anyone, but it, the way that he delivered his lines was very Forrest Gump. Like, he was very, like, it kind of sounded like Forrest Gump, but as Freddy Krueger. It was a different time. It was a different time, yeah. Rooney Mara was amazing in the film, though. I didn't like that she painted pictures and listened through her headphones angry music in the dark in her room and painted angry pictures. It's, like, such a stereotype. (laughs) But but she played that that character so well. Like, just... Listen to angry music. The only other thing I found online was I did notice a great deal of, I don't know, weird phenomenon, weird kink. A lot of people have it. Very popular right now. I don't know when this started. Actually, well, I mean, actually, I do know when this started. It's kind of obvious now that I think about it. It is a great deal of femme Freddy versus Jason cosplay and fan art. So it's basically female Freddy and female Jason Voorhees. And they usually have big breasts. And the Jason mask is kind of up over this beautiful female Jason's face and like cocked to the side, like on her head, like a hat. There's a lot of like Freddy, Jason, female cosplay. Well, like they're being just very sexy um, as girls. And then there's also a lot of female Freddy and Jason porn. That's like, oh, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't looking for that. I just found a lot of it. I just came across a lot of it a lot. I didn't see that. So that's I was okay. like super into it when they did the Freddy versus Jason. I was like, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Oh, <laughs> are you talking about Freddy and Jason? Yeah, like, <laughs> like the when they were like supposed to like they were supposed to kill each other, but none of them I died. Actually, and I was like, oh. so when that movie, when that movie came out, a fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. When that movie came out, I actually went on to the computer and looked up Freddy and Jason fan fiction because I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah. then I was like, how did but he's wearing a mask? How did they show their affection? I was young. There are other ways. Hands. I was thinking. Touching hands. Yeah. Reaching out. Since this whole thing is about that finding. song is kind of going in my head now. Finding Freddy attractive. Maybe, I mean, just aesthetically a female freddy because i've seen that like separate like it's just a female freddy that's like super sexy but also with the freddy the female freddy and the female jason i guess that is the freddy krueger for straight guys and bisexual lesbian pansexual girls who find freddy attractive but need some boobs yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a fun idea it looks very good and that's also the gateway into freddy land for straight guys and girls that like girls right yeah i feel like that a lot of it is sexual is an idea you can totally play off i actually saw way later like you can totally unless they've already done it but don't tell me what You know, like, I mean... I was talking over you while you were talking. <laughs> you know, like, having a, a movie where there is, like, a female version. Oh, yeah. Of- okay, I might be making this up, but I feel like I recall a random porn clip that was not, like, from a movie. But, yeah. like, a, like a, just a porn clip where it was, like, two women. I think it was, just, like, a regular girl and then a, a female dressed like Freddy. <laughs> I thought you were going to play some of the clips. I was like, no, so what? Uh, no, I actually really want to watch the, I guess it's the gay one. 
Yeah, I think that, that one has. I never. I mean, twink, it actually does sound like it has. Yeah, it actually sounds like it has the Because obviously, the twink best. one is for girls, and the, <laughs> the Dyke Street is for guys. Like, are you kidding? That's Jesus. totally cross marketing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a nightmare on Twink Street is the newest official porn parody of the films. I just feel like it has the, the best masks. plot. Yeah. Kind of I mean, I really defective sex toys don't do really it for you. That's you <laughs> suspend your disbelief. You're like, sex toys aren't defective. I could never <laughs> believe that. I could never believe that. Well, actually, that one was really funny too. I which one? The one where they burn down the defective the sex toy store. This sex and like because I, I like it was called Freddy Fingers. I think that was kind of the funny part of it too. Yeah, I believe that one is the most popular because it's it's heterosexual sex. Um, I think that one has the most money put into it, and that is the one with the really cool cover art that I think we will be posting, because it's, it's I'm surprised I've never seen the dildo hand things. I feel like that should be, like, a I thought that was going to be the gimmick for every sorry, single one of these. Yeah. Like, You're she... not going to just be scrolling through Facebook and be like, oh, yeah, Freddie with dildos, of course. Like, that's well, yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I, you would think on, like, at sex shops or whatever, like, stores online, you would Ooh, see a parody of... Sex shops? Oh god, like, like, that's part of like the oh the god. the two part of like the uh, the like knife hands thing is like yeah. knives are like metal against flesh, but I, also every single fucking knife is a phallus. Like yeah, every, it's every very knife phallus. and sword is a yeah, phallus. I wonder phallus. if in bigger cities, because we, we if only we were a bigger city. Yeah. We here at the Super Hot Bad Guy podcast uh, are centered in Seattle, Washington, and um, I, not that that's I know Seattle. of. I mean, we have like sex parties and stuff oh, here yeah. but i don't think they're halloween themed no so no. maybe somewhere i don't well, know in I... chicago or la maybe they have like halloween sex parties and hey be Freddy Krueger if you haven't yet yeah. well my um, first halloween party cool. i met you guys at and it wasn't a sex party but i mean i'll let you know if i had one i guess like <laughs> <laughs> i think they i feel like we probably do but it's something like you have to know someone who knows someone you would be anytime in these... i talk to people about like any type you of do. sex anything they don't like advertise houses or like whatever parties they went to it's like it's a friend of a friend hosted and like they were invited the mercury if you go to the mercury they will come what did we learn today i'm scrolling through my notes oops Wrong document. Well, I want to, <laughs> What like, did we learn today? Hey, is Freddy Krueger hot or not? You know what? I think, yeah. Yeah, he has hot ability. Okay, yeah. As far as what yeah. I, as far as what I bring to the table, I think that the Freddy, the Nightmare on Elm Street series triggers a lot of great fetishes. Yeah. And is fucking awesome More for people thought, yeah. who are yeah. interested. Oh, yeah. And, like, if you have even a small grasp on your fetish and you watch some Freddy Krueger. It'll be in there. I think you're going to enjoy it. And it's gonna be great. Yeah. Do I think he's hot? Nah. I mean, he's uh. He's one of those people you have to get to know. He's one of those people who is. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's such a. He's attractiveness is his. Personality. For me, yeah. he is such a bastard, and he has so little redemptive qualities that I'm just like he's just a killer who preys on weakness. And I I think he's hot, but you gotta be like really into the fetish he presents. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll take that. I you know I think we're gonna cover a lot of villains in the future that. Are, that are supposed to be physically attractive. Mm-hmm. We're He's gonna we're gonna do podcasts where none of us think this whoever we're talking about is is uh, hot all we're all hot. gonna think he's yeah. ugly some of you guys will think he's totally dreamy which is the point but uh yeah for freddy krueger i think he's uh, 
super babe, both Hi. physically and just his personality, for sure. And actually, I, I didn't share my story. When I was younger, I would, like, daydream. I think this was mostly from, like, the third film where, like, all the kids are, like, going after him together. But I always had this, like, daydream where I, I would wear this, like, super 80s skirt. My mm-hmm. hair would be big. Mm-hmm. And I would just, like, go down like a shoot. I'd, I'd, like, burst into the room and just, like, fall at his feet. And Freddy would be all, like, trying to kill me. And I'd be like, wait, wait, slow down. You don't have to kill me yet. <laughs> and, you know, I see where that's out. going. And yeah. Trout. I mean, you just gave so many ideas for another yeah, just porn parody. On. There's so many other things you could be doing Well, right now if that's how... Me. Well, how would Freddy Krueger be in- interpreted in one of your nightmares? That's a good question. So if Freddy was to kill me in my nightmare, like the fear yeah. he would play upon. I mean, he could do like heights for me as far as like that kind of puts like, me off sometimes. Like, like Ooh, throw me oh off a building God, or so something. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. They never did that. And like some of the things that like I think they could have killed people with actually play on people's fears more than they did in the movies. So yeah. throwing someone off a building, I feel like they wasted that. Although they did the puppet thing, which is really oh. great. That played more on like the gore and the tendons and they kind of wasted like the fact that he jumps off of a relatively tall building pretty good but if they did like Freddy takes Manhattan I would want to see some fucking like Empire State Building like just some fucking crazy shit yeah Yeah. so for me I'll just I'll just stop it there yeah yeah like the the heights heights one would be totally I'd love to see them play on that fear yeah what fear, Mark, what fear do you, what do you uh, want them to do? How would I be killed with, by Freddy? He could sleep with me. And then, <laughs> you have to kill me to like, And then just <laughs> shove his, his glove into my, into my gut. Wow, wow. And I would die from uh, the Happiness. pressure to the stomach. Yeah. And he, and then you're too into Freddy. Yeah, you're too into You do it so slow and sensibly. And then he would kiss me. <laughs> and I would die that way, like on the bed, on a bed of happiness again. Yeah. Um, but he would give me what I wanted, and then I would give him what this he is so wanted. Biased. And yeah. We would die together, and then he would just, you know, continue. Be fine. <laughs> but if you died together, awesome. how would he continue? Continue, yeah. That... Oh my god. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You would kill Freddy with you, confirming your that worst nightmare and your greatest, greatest desire. Yeah. Wait, wait. What was it? What would his one liner be? Uh, 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 goodbye, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Same for me. Same for me, Bye. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, that's so great. <laughs> goodbye, bitch. Mine, mine, just be, made love and so he's So mine would be a modern you. enough movie which is like, ah, they'll see us falling some from such great heights, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the ride, bitch. <laughs> and that's oh my God. <laughs> One of my biggest fear is is being burned alive but they cover that that's one of the yeah. ones we didn't even talk about yeah like that would There's be so like one of my scenes. biggest fears but one of my really reoccurring nightmares that maybe happens like two to three times a year which is still way too much it's like being shot off a roof it feels really <laughs> real okay. yeah it just feels really so real ready to shoot you with a gun well, no, that's not how it happens. Out of a cannon. Into a gun. Like, like at a high velocity, you are propelled very fastly. Like, there's some acceleration, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. Well, well, one of my fears, I mean, I think most people's fear is getting See, shot by a is... gun, but mine is heights. So, like, it would then be... You are shot, but you're not dead, and you see imminent death by getting thrown off a roof. You want, Ooh, double death. Yeah, you and want, then 
Freddy Krueger to walk up to you, shoot. No, no, no. That's not the Freddy Krueger part. And then you fall. (laughs) No, that's not the Freddy Krueger part. The only part that I can imagine him being relevant to is him just standing at the bottom, and I'm just like, and I fall on his hand, his knife hands, and I like slide down his arm because the velocity of everything. That's and then it's awesome. just like, like and it just kind of explodes. Oh, it would be the best if like you slipped <laughs> over his head too, like just yeah. all the way to his feet. Like he just like completely goes right through. You I feel like that falling. would be. I mean, that's incorporating like a reoccurring dream of me being shot off Wait, a building and then, then me landing on his like hand and then you land on his hand, but he's like reaching up as you're falling. Yeah, he's just reaching up, kind of then... like a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five style. Yeah, and 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 he's like. Natasha, I'll catch you. Yeah, because I and feel like that jump. would be the best way to but die. Gonna catch you when you fall, bitch. You think you're gonna land on the pavement, but don't. You land on his hands. But I, I like just think that would be a yours really like, shitty yeah. way cool. to go because it's a couple fears mixed into one, and you don't think it's Freddy that's doing it. You totally think it's this. Tol- I feel like they should make another Freddy Krueger movie that Where encompasses no one him. it. No one expects him at all. Like you know, you're dreaming. Like you just saw maybe what's that movie called? We were just talking about it with the trench coats. The um, oh, the Matrix. Yeah, like you think those guys are following you. You think it's just like some bullshit dream from a movie you saw, and then. That happens, and Freddy Krueger's like, ha, ha, ha. Freddy, he's a sexy son of a bitch. He's yeah. an irredeemable bastard, and yet he holds a huge place in our hearts and in pop culture. Yeah. Yay. Super great guy. Super great guy. So to come back to what we were just talking about, I mean, definitely one of my fears, for sure, just in my daily life, is, like, disappointing women. So I would probably have Freddy Krueger, <laughs> like, kill me for not putting the seat down. That would be perfect. But, I mean, <laughs> listeners... We actually want to know what wow. what creeps you out. What would how would Freddy Krueger kill you? And what movie and TV villain like what strikes your fancy? So send us your stories. How would Freddy Krueger kill you? We'd love to hear that. Beyond yes. Freddy Krueger, who is this villain that you feel a certain way about, and a certain bad guy that you know we'll connect with? If we have enough stories on a particular character, we're gonna dive into them, go through their movies, you know, see what people sexualize about this, and do an episode centered around that character. If we get a story that's a little more obscure or a character we've covered previously, you know, we'll go ahead. We'll get back to that at the end of a show. In this creep corner, where we creep tell creep corner stories, Woo. we're gonna tell your stories because you're creeps like us, and we like you. Let us know at Hot Bad Pod. That's H O T B A D P O D at gmail.com. And remember, no matter how obscure the character, they're sexy to someone. Yeah, <laughs> they still sexy. Yeah. For questions, comments, and suggestions, follow us on Twitter at Hot Bad Pod and on Tumblr at hotbadpod.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram for Hot Bad Pod. That's kind of our thing, I guess. <laughs> and email us your creep corner stories to hotbadpod at gmail.com, uh, like Eric said. Mm-hmm. Okay, see you guys later. Bye. Stay bad, stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs>